Hi, welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending on August 18th. I'm McKenna Painter, and I'm joined here with Bei-Chin Lin, Investment Strategy Analyst. How are you doing this week? Good. I'm glad that the weather is finally cooling down a little bit here in Seattle. Right? feel like I'm back in the south right now. Currently, we have some uh, heated discussions about inflation in UK and Canada. Give me a little more insight about that stuff. Sure. So unlike in the US, where we had some good news on the inflation report, the inflation reports out of the UK and Canada weren't exactly good news. So if we look at the UK first, their core inflation rate was hovering just around 7% year over year. Now you'll remember, 7% is well above the Bank of England's inflation target. And that's why markets are expecting that the Bank of England might need to continue raising interest rates. If we look at Canada, the core inflation rate is not nearly as elevated as the core inflation rate in the UK, but nevertheless, the core inflation rate in Canada is still above the Bank of Canada's target. And a lot of that was driven by shelter inflation being high in Canada. We know that the housing market has been fairly robust in Canada in 2023, despite interest rates being elevated. So bottom line here is that we think that the central banks are going to have to continue to have interest rates at elevated levels. As to whether they need to raise them further from the current levels, that's a little bit more of an open-ended question because by our measures, interest rates are already deeply restrictive and additional rate hikes from here on in would mean that you just increase the risk of inadvertently tipping the economy into a recession. So we think for Canada, they should be able to leave interest rates on hold in September. As for the Bank of England, it's a little bit more of an open question on their end as to what they'll do in the next meeting. But again, interest rates, by our estimates, are already deeply restrictive. All right, let's talk about the Jackson Hole meeting next week. Fed officials, their meeting, what's happening? Give me the rundown. Yeah, sure. So the Jackson Hole meeting is a pretty important one. Even though it's not a big city like Boston or New York, you basically have a group of key people from the Federal Reserve that will gather. And one of the most important speeches at Jackson Hole will be from Chair Powell himself. And so he'll usually give a preview of what he sees in terms of the economic developments. And people are going to be listening carefully to hints about how the Fed is likely to respond from here. We know that the Fed has already done a significant amount of rate hikes year to date. Interest rates, by our estimate, are already deeply restrictive. Nevertheless, there's still some signs that the economy might still be somewhat overheated. The unemployment rate is still near a record low level. And so that has some people thinking that maybe the Federal Reserve won't be able to stop. I mean, if you look at Neil Kashkari, who is known for being someone who owns a series of large dogs, but also being a key Fed voter, he has said that he thinks the Fed might need to do more rate hikes this year. Mm -hmm. But we think that in September, the Fed will first hold rates steady so that they can observe the incoming data before deciding whether they need to lift rates again in November. And it is possible that by the time November comes around, the data will have slowed enough that they don't need to do any more rate hikes and the markets can try to breathe a sigh of relief. But again, the Federal Reserve, they will do whatever it takes to bring inflation back down under control, even if that means potentially tipping the economy into a recession. Well, hopefully the Fed officials are able to grab a drink with Kanye West on his ranch out in Jackson Hole. <laughs> All right, next question. Let's talk about this recession you just mentioned a little bit. Give me your thoughts. So a couple elements here. First of all, I think that sometimes when people hear the word recession, they have the tendency to be twice bitten, one shy. And no, I did not get that expression messed up. What I mean is that if people think about recessions, they think about the most recent ones that happened during COVID and during 2008, which tended to be more severe. 
from our perspective, we do still expect that the probability of recession is elevated. We're already seeing signs of leading economic indicators pointing to a slowdown ahead. But we think that because there's a lack of significant imbalances in the economy, any potential recession would more likely be on the mild to moderate side. In other words, not a repeat of 2008 and not a repeat of 2020. So we think that investors should continue to stay disciplined, you know, have a plan, stick to it. And if they can do that, that will help them weather the economic storm. Well, great insight as always, Bei Chen. Thank you so much. And thank you all for tuning in on Market Week in Review. We'll see you next week. <laughs>